0: Some people think that Lamont Paris would leave South Carolina to jump at the opportunity to coach at Ohio State, but I don't necessarily believe that's the case. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast, I'm Angeline, the host of this podcast, and also the lead publisher for Gamecock Digest over on Fan Nation. Thank y'all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more as new customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. South Carolina men's basketball fans probably saw this coming at some point in time. And as of Wednesday afternoon... The Lamont Paris to ex job rumblings have officially begun as the Ohio State Buckeyes officially fired their men's basketball coach on Wednesday morning. And with a couple of the lists that were put out there of potential candidates, Lamont Paris was on the majority of those lists. And there are certainly some people out there who think that Lamont Paris would be a good fit for Ohio State. So we're going to talk about how Lamont Paris could wind up admittedly heading to Ohio State. We're also going to talk about how Athletic Director Ray Tanner could factor into this whole process in terms of trying to solidify his legacy as the Athletic Director here at South Carolina right now. But... With all of that being said, I think that with the personality that Lamont Paris has and the kind of coach that he is, I don't think that he's just going to jump at the now open Ohio State head coaching position like some in the sport expect he could. The first thing I want to talk about with all this is how the media really drives the narratives here when it comes to linking certain people to these jobs. What we have to remember about the media with any given sport is that everyone that covers those sports are fans at the same time of those sports. So much like a lot of you They just want to see certain things happen in the sport that will help it grow and therefore will help them in their respective jobs. And so when certain media members in the national realm look at the Ohio State head coaching job, compare that to the South Carolina head coaching job and see what Lamont Paris has done with the Gamecocks in a very short time. They basically assume that that's an automatic shoe in They look at that and they say Lamont Paris is a perfect fit for the Buckeyes' open position. And again, we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. But the media almost talks about these hypotheticals like they're trying to speak them into existence, and. College basketball media, they are notorious for talking about their blue bloods. Now, I have grown to appreciate the national media people in men's college basketball a lot more this season because I truly believe that they just want to see good basketball at the end of the day. I don't think that it is quite the elitist sport that some fans make it out to be, but I do not deny the fact that when certain jobs open that are notable jobs like Ohio State's The media sometimes, they will work to try to push certain people into that respective candidate field in order to maybe see just where it goes, what kind of effect it could have on the coaching search. And so, would Lamont Paris be the kind of guy that, you know, would stay at South Carolina for just two years and then after one really successful season, leap at the opportunity to go elsewhere? I do not think that that would be the case here. And there's a few reasons why I think that's the case. One, we have to th- talk about Lamont Paris's personality. Lamont Paris is a traditionalist. And he is especially a traditionalist in the sense that he does not pursue the same things that a lot of modern coaches pursue. So, bags of money being thrown their way. The exposure that certain programs are going to automatically offer and also the palpable resources that could be at your disposal. Some coaches, as soon as they get the first chance to take what is viewed as a promotion, whether it is from a resource standpoint or from an obvious competition standpoint, they jump at it immediately. Lamont Paris does not come off to me as that kind of guy. Now, that's not to say Lamont Paris does not care about resources and money and having exposure. I'm sure that Lamont definitely values all those things to a certain degree. Everyone does. But I do not think that Lamont likes to go with the crowd. I think that Lamont Paris, quite frankly, is cut from a different cloth as a coach. I think that he is his own man. I think that he is somebody that has a strong belief in himself and his own abilities. And that leads me into my next point. I think that Lamont is the kind of coach that likes to be a program builder. Think about this. Lamont joined Chattanooga's men's basketball program all the way back in 2017 and stayed with the Mocs all the way through the end of the 2021 through 22 season. So Lamont Paris was there for five seasons. He didn't stay there for two, three years and then immediately leave. Now, if he was doing something like that, then I could see how maybe you would think Lamont would potentially treat South Carolina like a stepping stone kind of job. But Lamont Paris, I don't think is going to do that. He spent 13 years between the division three level and the mid-major level before he even got his first Power 6 assistant coaching job at Wisconsin back in 2010 or 2011. Also, we should remember this. When Lamont Pairs got the opportunity to interview for the job here at South Carolina, you know, the typical protocol is that the athletic department will send a plane to go and pick up the prospective coach, bring him down here or her, depending on what sport it is, and they will interview them for the position then. When Lamont Paris knew that he was going to get an interview for this job, he didn't even wait for a plane to come pick him up. He drove on his own dime from Chattanooga to Columbia for his interview. And by the way, I went on Apple Maps just out of pure curiosity to see how much time that is. Lamont drove four hours and 47 minutes or at least somewhere close to that amount of time one way just to do the interview. That tells me to a certain degree that Lamont views this job differently than a lot of other people do. He views South Carolina's men's basketball program as a blank canvas that, yes, has had some sections of the canvas already painted in past years and past decades, but for the most part is still blank, largely speaking, and he has a chance to fill it in in his own image. The last thing I want to talk about is the timing here. I just mentioned earlier how Lamont, when when he has gone to the Power 6 level as an assistant coach, or when he went to Chattanooga to be their head coach, Lamont did not just leave immediately. He stayed at both programs for a very long time. And that tells me to a certain degree that Lamont Paris, besides being a traditionalist, besides being a guy that is a program builder type of coach, he is also someone that is loyal. And I don't think that you can put it past Lamont that he is going to value greatly the fact that South Carolina was the first power six school to give him his big chance as a head coach in this sport. I think that for someone like Lamont, that means a lot to him. And so while yes, this year has gone great and yes, Lamont absolutely deserves To have some concessions made in his favor once this season is over. I don't think that Lamont is just going to leave South Carolina. Just dip out of town after they did take a chance on him to a certain degree just a couple years ago. So the point being, just looking at the way that Lamont Paris operates. Not just as a head coach, but also as a person. Listening to the way that he talks. His background. I don't look at Lamont and see him as a guy that is looking to get out of town the first chance he gets. And that's this—that's what this kind of opportunity is with Ohio State. Get out of town the first chance you get, essentially, in your second offseason. But I also will admit this. You cannot just brush this Ohio State opening to the side for several different reasons. And we will discuss those reasons in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet right now on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We got an intriguing game later tonight taking place between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are 11-point underdogs despite being the home team in this matchup. And the reason why this game might be intriguing to Gamecock fans is because former South Carolina star Gigi Jackson will be playing in this game. And Gigi, he has been playing Great basketball over the past couple weeks. He is averaging 14.7 points on 38.6% shooting from the floor in the month of February alone. It led to a new contract for him, and it's led to a lot of success in his young career with the Grizzlies. So, you could bet on that game. You might be able to bet on what Gigi Jackson does tonight. Or, you could also look at some other games and do some live same-game parlays. Maybe look at exclusive props and much, much more. So, Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen wherever you get your audio podcasts daily or your first watch on YouTube. Now, as I just explained over the past few minutes, I don't think that Lamont Paris is going to take the job with the Ohio State Buckeyes. However, we cannot just brush this vacancy to the side. We cannot just assume that this could not happen because Lamont Paris has some obvious ties, not just to the area, but to this conference. For first, Ohio is Lamont Paris' home state. Lamont Paris was born in Finlay, Ohio, and he went to Wooster College in Wooster, Ohio. So he basically was born and raised and went to school all in the state of Ohio. The other thing that we have to keep in mind is that Lamont Paris Has strong ties to the Midwest as a basketball coach. He has not only coached in the state of Ohio, but he's also coached in the states of Indiana and Wisconsin. So, if Ohio State was going to look for somebody that was going to help them on the recruiting trail, you have to imagine that Ohio State is a program that, although they might have a bit of a higher standing than some other programs, They would prioritize their surrounding areas, not just in their own state, but in bordering states as well. Other states in the Midwestern region of the U.S. And Lamont Paris would offer that to them if they were to indeed go after him. And Lamont Paris was mutually interested and eventually accepted the position with the Buckeyes. The other thing that should be noted is that Lamont Paris... Knows the Big Ten landscape. Lamont Paris coached at Wisconsin as an assistant coach from 2010 all the way through 2017. And obviously, especially with the way that these sports are changing. With how the SEC and the Big Ten are starting to become more of the power two conferences in college sports. Not just with football, but potentially, eventually with uh, basketball and baseball as well. Having somebody leading your program that understands your conference and how it's kind of laid out is going to become more and more important as the next few years wear on. We always see this with the SEC, particularly when it comes to football. Football staffs in this conference value guys that have coached in the SEC, that have played in the SEC. Lamar Paris himself understood that he could not just take his entire staff from Chattanooga and bring them with him to South Carolina. He brought Tanner Bronson with him, his top assistant coach, but he also hired a couple of other guys outside of his network. And one of those guys was Eddie Shannon, who played for the Florida Gators a couple decades ago. It is important to have guys like that in your program. It definitely helps with the transition process, whether it is the head coach or is an assistant coach joining the head coach's staff. So in this regard for Ohio State, if they were to hire Lamont Paris, he would not have very much issue at all transitioning to that job. So again, I emphasize what I said earlier. I personally don't think Lamont Paris is going to take this job. I don't have any solid information to verify that opinion, but I just feel like with the way that Lamont Paris is as a person, as a coach, that it's not going to happen. But we also cannot deny the facts. We cannot deny the obvious connections that Lamont Paris has, not just with the state of Ohio, but also with the Big Ten Conference as well. And there's another aspect to this entire situation that right now might be getting kind of swept under the rug or might not be getting as much attention. And that is how Ray Tanner fits into this whole situation. Ray Tanner, obviously being the athletic director at South Carolina, there's a lot of pressure now on him to get something done, to get a new contract for Lamont Paris. And as Many people like to say lock him up at South Carolina for the next several years to come. And I think that Ray Tanner is going to have a bit of added motivation in this entire scenario to make sure that he ends up on, I guess, the right side of history when all of this is said and done. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a few moments right here on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of of the event, and even an hour after it starts, so you don't have to be in a rush right from the jump. It's the place to find last minute seats. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive to your event. All-in prices show your total up front so that you also will know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Okay. Although some might not acknowledge this, Ray Tanner is going to play a very important role in this entire situation with Lamont Paris being courted by other schools, men's basketball programs moving forward. Now, some of you might think that that is a pretty obvious statement to make because obviously Ray Tanner is probably the one that is the main communicator between himself and Lamont Paris or, you know, maybe he's talking to his agent and probably relaying back information to people that he has to answer to, whether it's in the athletic department or it's with the board of trustees regarding how the entire situation is going. But that's not the only reason why Ray Tanner could play an important role here. I think that in terms of Ray Tanner's legacy as an athletic director here at South Carolina, he's got a ton at stake. He's got a lot riding on what all happens with Lamont Paris and his situation at South Carolina over the next couple of months. And I think that should not go unnoticed by the fans. When we look back at Ray Tanner's career as an athletic director here at South Carolina, obviously the main way in which athletic directors are judged are by their coaching hires. It is one of their bigger responsibilities as the athletic director of their respective school. And admittedly to this point... When you look at things on paper, a lot of things work against Ray Tanner in terms of his legacy when it comes to coaching hires. Ray Tanner obviously hired Will Muschamp back in 2015 to be South Carolina's next football coach after Steve Spurrier resigned earlier that same year. We all know how that worked out. And with how everything worked out with the contract, the buyout, South Carolina being taken to the cleaners in certain aspects, it was not a great look for Ray Tanner when all of that went down. Then you look at baseball. That's supposed to be Ray Tanner's main sport. Ray Tanner coached that sport for several decades, and so most fans kind of just thought, well, He ought to be able to make a pretty good hire in that sport. Chad Holbrook was sort of the guy that took over for him as the head coach in waiting once Tanner took the athletic director's chair. And so I don't think anyone can put that on Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner was actually willing to mutually part ways with Chad Holbrook when it became very clear that it was just not going to work out at South Carolina. But then he turned around and hired Mark Kingston. And it took Kingston a good while to really get things going. He went to a Super Regional in year one, then had several years of disappointing performances before last year, make it to a Super Regional, and very likely saving his job in the process, at least for the time being. Really and truthfully, the biggest accomplishment that Ray Tanner kind of has on his resume when it comes to athletic coaches is is the fact that he has held on to Don Staley and kept her happy in Columbia. And I don't say that as a joke. I say that in all sincerity. I mean, that that's really the one thing that Ray Tanner can hang his hat on when it comes to maintaining or hiring coaches to lead some of his major athletic programs. But Lamont pairs. Could be the guy that changes how we view Ray Tanner as an athletic director here at South Carolina. Because here's what I'll say. We don't know how much more time Ray Tanner has as the athletic director here. Not saying that to try to be cryptic. I'm just saying that Ray Tanner has been the athletic director for 12 years now. And that is something you don't see very often, especially at this level. And Ray Tanner is also in his mid-60s or so. You have to wonder at some point when he wants to just get out of working altogether and retire and spend more time with his family and just enjoy his last few years of life, you know, not having to worry about work every single day. And so that time may be coming sooner rather than later. And for Ray Tanner, knowing all the flack he has gotten from the public over the past decade or so, Ray Tanner, he was the guy that thought Lamont Paris was the man for this job. And we have to be honest, when Lamont Paris got hired here, a lot of fans were not happy. A lot of people did not see how this move was going to work. Very few people were believers in Lamont Paris from the very beginning. I, myself included, when the hire was made, was skeptical about certain aspects of the hire. But to this point, Lamont Paris has proven everybody wrong and then some, and and proven Ray Tanner right. Lamont Paris, to this point in Ray Tanner's career, he is proving to be Ray Tanner's best hire as a head coach. And so, where I'm going with all of this is I think that Ray Tanner is going to have some added motivation, personally, to try and make sure that this whole thing does not get bungled by South Carolina And they let Lamont Paris just walk out the door and go somewhere else because they did not give him a good enough offer. They did not give him enough promises on what they would do. Maybe some changes they would make. Maybe something in terms of facilities. Or maybe some more money. Maybe a stronger budget. A bigger budget. So that this program can flourish even more in the coming years. We've talked about that obviously several times is the athletic department and the university as a whole willing to push their chips to the middle of the table and really get behind not just men's basketball, but women's basketball as well. Both basketball programs at once. You could do that here. And Ray Tanner, he has got the motivation to do so because if Lamont Paris Stakes here turns this program into another Wisconsin where the Gamecocks are going to the tournament every year, they go to some Final Fours. Maybe even contend for national championships. No, I'm getting probably the cart ahead of the horse right now, but that's what Wisconsin was doing while Lamont Paris was there. If they got to that point, in my opinion, Ray Tarrant's legacy would change greatly. A lot of people will look at it differently because when it comes to revenue generating sports, it. Because when it comes to revenue generating sports, It starts with football, but right behind football is men's basketball. And Ray Tanner, to this point, people believe that, you know, you can't really say he struck out on basketball because Ray didn't hire Frank Martin, from what I can remember, when all that went down. With football, obviously, right now, it's wait and see. You know, Will Muschamp didn't work out and Shane Beamer. Right now, it's kind of up in the air, probably, whether or not he's going to work out long term. So, for Ray Tanner and his legacy, in terms of hiring coaches, he needs Lamont Paris to be a hit. And therefore, he probably is going to want to make sure that he is not going to leave. Again, obviously, Ray does not call the final shots here. He does have to answer to people above him, specifically the Board of Trustees. We all have to remember that, okay? But, I do think that Ray Tanner, knowing how people have perceived him as an athletic director, he is going to have a little bit more fire in his belly for this entire situation to make sure that Lamont Paris does not go and basically create potentially one of the greatest what-ifs in South Carolina athletic program's history. With that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I greatly appreciate it. What are y'all's thoughts on Lamont Paris and the Ohio State men's basketball opening? Do you think that Lamont is going to go to Ohio State? Or do you think he's going to stay at South Carolina? And if so, why? And lastly, what kind of role do you think Ray Tanner could play in this entire situation, considering what all could be riding on this entire scenario with his legacy as an athletic director here at South Carolina, let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section. If you watch today's show on YouTube, or you could shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore sc. If you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.